John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. That's right. How's things going? How are you doing? Uh, Yeah, good. Uh, Well... I just hate rainy season with an absolute passion. Yeah, June in Japan is rainy season. It's uh, not my favourite time either. Well, it annoys me because, you know, obviously Japanese people say they only have four seasons when they clearly have five because it lasts for about three or four weeks. and Yeah, if not longer. Yeah, and it's just, you know, I come from near, well, Huddersfield, which is... Famed for its good weather. Yeah, and even in, well, Man- I used to live in Manchester and that's even rainier, but... The rain here, when it's warm and sweaty, and then you're wet because it's raining, it's just, it's annoying. Yeah, the the humidity plus the the, the, the gloom and the rain, it's a really bad combination. Oh, it's just depressing. Uh, you know, people stealing umbrellas, your shoes are constantly wet. Just, <laughs> tr- yeah, just... I just hate it. It just makes me really depressed. Yeah, so welcome to the comedy podcast. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, once it's done, then it's the beach bars are open and it's time to you know, take the rough with the smooth. Yeah, it's party time. So, yeah. Well, um, have you got any interesting stories about the rainy season? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever stolen an umbrella or been accused of stealing an umbrella? Or had your umbrella stolen? Well, I was going to say something about an umbrella. I have my own umbrella. I like to use the the small, little compact ones. Yeah. And the one I've got has got one of those buttons, oh. so it kind of extends automatically. I love those ones. And I defy anyone to use one of them. And when they press the button, not to go... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mine, uh, it doesn't have a button, but you can flick it, and it comes out like uh, you know one of those telescopic things yeah. that the police use to beat up people. Yeah. <laughs> so we're both fantasizing in rainy season about yes. murdering other people. <laughs> yeah. You in an old-fashioned way and me with some technology. <laughs> yeah. yeah, could definitely beat somebody to death with an umbrella in rainy season. Yeah, so if you're thinking of coming to Japan on a trip, I would avoid June because A, it's rainy, B, it's humid, and C, Does... an English comedian might batter you to death. <laughs> yeah. God, that's boring, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Good old chit-chat about the weather. Yeah. Anyway, let's roll on with the show. Have we got anybody interested on today? Yes, we do. We Good, have. Thank God for that. Yes, we do. We have an interview with Christiane Brew. So from get the... yourself a cup of tea. <laughs> she's British, after she all. She is British. Uh, she's from the Perfect Liars Club, uh, a show. Uh, we'll talk about more about that later. We have some stand-up comedy with Momotaro Takamori, a Japanese comedian based in Osaka. And we've got some great stuff from The Burning Question. And, of course, it is that time. Good. It's time for this. This is JNSNJ News. Okay. The news time. What have you got for me, John? So this is part of the show where we talk about the news, yeah? Yeah, you explain it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we just cover maybe obscure news stories uh, from the wonderful wild wonderful weird world world web (laughs) the interwebs the internet and so yeah uh, what have you got for me or am I going first 
Well, we've just completely bollocks this all <laughs> yeah, That's fine. <laughs> I don't, I don't think, think we're just getting complacent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the audience will listen to any old shit. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> well, it's free. They're not paying for it. Yeah, that's right. They'll stop complaining. <laughs> Five star rating, please. <laughs> regardless of <laughs> regardless of bumbling bumbleness. And Sam's utter disdain for his audience. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I'll go first then. Okay. I've got uh, the the headline is man who claims he's a time traveller from the year sixty uh, six thousand. 491 or 6491 wow. but he's stuck in 2018 passes a lie detector test really but the lie detector test was based on his time travelling claims yeah. not just like on what he had for dinner no <laughs> uh, but yeah a time traveller who claims he's stuck in the year 2018 because time machine has broken has right. reportedly passed a lie detector test James Oliver says he was on a mission in the 21st century from the year 6491 but unfortunately he's unable to get home to his family and friends that's a shame yeah, it's uh, so paranormal YouTube site Apex TV hooked him up to a lie detector test and claims he passed every question. His face, this is the weird bit, his face is blurred out and his accent is a thick Birmingham one, which can sometimes sound American or Australian, and he has a slight lisp. Wow. <laughs> do you want to try and do that accent? So go and do it again. So it's a Birmingham accent, Birmingham. which sometimes can break into American or Australia, and he has a slight lisp. Okay, I'm going to give this a go. So I'm going to start with a brummy. Um, well, how do Brummy sound? <laughs> you're right, you're right. You're right, you're right. You're right. You're right there. This is the Brummy. And then, good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very nice thing going on. That's quite a difficult thing to do. Yeah. So he can't, he, he's not lying then because that's impossible to fake. Yeah. So uh, he also says, so this is where it gets weird. There's some obscurity as whether he actually lives on planet Earth or he comes from another planet. Because he adds, where I'm from, the years are longer. My planet is further away from the sun than yours, so it takes longer to get around. But we have gifted mathematicians who work to calculate our years from those of other civilizations. Excuse me. Uh, but he does, however, appear to be human. Yeah, and he speaks English. Yeah. And he's from another planet. And this is the bit where I thought, mm, maybe. He says he goes on to say that everyone in the future has their own artificial intelligence system called... City? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he was going with an elaborate lie, and then he just faltered at the last yeah. hurdle. What's your uh, artificial intelligence system called? Uh, Siri? <laughs> <laughs> that was J&S in J News. Um, yeah, how about for you then? Have you got anything? Um, when you were at school, did you have a prom or like an end of year big bash? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was great. Uh, in a hotel. Yep, we had a uh, similar thing at a race racing uh, racing place not like on the grass but anyway <laughs> in Miami they've gone one step further they've really pushed the boat out is it a my ha a my hammy <laughs> I am quite happy a Miami high school is catching some heat after its jungle themed prom decorations included a live tiger oh. Christopher Columbus high school oh great but that took some finding um <laughs> <laughs> held its prom on Friday. Uh, by Sunday, a video of the tiger pacing up and down in a small cage began to surface online. Poor tiger was used as an exotic amusement for mindless teenagers. <laughs> I, think it's a sl I think it's slightly mean to call the The teenagers have done nothing here, yeah. just to abuse them and Who call them mindless. Who organised the lion? Uh, the tiger, sorry. I think the school did. Yeah, so um, who's more mindless? Uh, yeah, yeah. Christopher Columbus High School, a private Catholic high school for boys. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. 
But then someone did, they're defending the students. It's not the students' fault to be so naive, but it is the staff who arranged the event. They are there and they are responsible for for this tiger's misery. I couldn't think of a more inappropriate animal to have at at a school. No. Maybe a polar bear. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, bears of different types. Shark in the pool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what happened then? They just kept the tiger there all night? Well, yeah, it sounds quite bad, really. It said there were some videos showing the tiger frantically walking the perimeter of its cage on the dance floor. Oh, God. While stunned teens looked on. And another video posted showed the animal again pacing pacing in its cage while a performer dances with fire to loud music. So it's not really the ideal place to have a tiger. No, it's like setting off fireworks near dogs. Some people should just be shot. (laughs) (laughs) That was J&S-N-J News. Time for an interview. This episode, we have an interview with Christiane Brew. Uh, She runs the Perfect Liars Club in Tokyo and does a whole load of other stuff. There's loads of interesting things in this interview, so uh, have a good listen and enjoy. Christiane, thanks for coming down. (laughs) John and I just both looked at each other and they're like, you say it. And he's like, no, you say it. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for coming. Thank you. Thanks for having me. karaoke box on a Sunday afternoon. Rainy Sunday afternoon in Tokyo. Yeah, nothing better to be doing, any of us. Absolutely. No, nothing better to be doing. (laughs) Thanks for coming. So you're in charge of the Perfect Liars in Tokyo. I am indeed. Tell us about it. Uh, well, for those, um, for the, for you listeners out there who yeah. don't know, uh, Perfect Liars is a story, comedy story interrogation show. Uh, I have four storytellers uh, tell a story, usually unbelievable or weird, um, and only three of them are true. And then the audience has to deduce. Yeah, in the second half they interrogate, um, and they're. Tokyo actually are the um, probably the best interrogators out of um, all of the countries, right. I would say, because <laughs> <laughs> um, they write notes. People have notebooks. Oh, really? They have, oh, um, iPads How with thorough. them, <laughs> um, and they're like, "You said that she was wearing green, but later you said." What? So, what makes a good liar in these situations? Uh, somebody who really believes what they're saying. <laughs> Delusional. It's Delusional, yeah. They've really got to feel the story. The same with presentations and any mm. storytelling. You've really got to feel the words that you're saying. Yeah. Um, you've got to envisage the scene that you're painting for the audience. Um, and then that lie becomes part of the truth. Yeah. Right. Really. Okay. I always when I lie to my missus, it's not <laughs> 99.9% true. I just, it's the point one percent. Tweak the detail. Yeah, the details. Me too. I was with Sam. Yeah, that's a rubbish one. I always go home early. Yeah. So do, if John and I told you what could potentially be a truth or a lie, do you think you would be able to spot it because of your experience? Um... Um, so I host the show. Yeah. Um, and I know everyone's stories. I'm the only person that knows all four stories. And whether say. they're true or not. Absolutely. I see. So I've got the easy job and right. it's really hard for me to spot a liar. It is hard. Mm. But 
Let's give it a go and I'll ask some leading questions. Yeah, sure. And... It's fairly easy with us two because John will always lie <laughs> and I'll always tell the He's truth. He's mind games already. Oh, <laughs> okay. a... Do you want to go first or? Uh, I I once missed two I l- penalties. I love your enthusiasm. Please, <laughs> please believe in what you're saying. Yeah, I once missed two penalties at Old Trafford in front of 70,000 people. For the uh, international listeners, Old Trafford is the uh, home of one of the worst football teams uh, (laughs) (laughs) in England. Um, Okay, so what were you wearing? A football shirt, Man United football shirt. Um, What? Which strip? uh, The red one with my name on the back. With your name on the back? Who put your name on the back? The football club. It was a competition. I won a competition in the newspaper. For what? Name Manchester United's manager. Well, that's an easy question. It is. So hundreds of thousands of people answered and me and three people won. And then the prize was I got to go watch uh, Man United stay in a hotel and at halftime take penalties. You got to watch them stay in a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was through the window. <laughs> yeah. um, I would say that's the truth. It is the truth, yes. Yeah. Okay, well done. Zing's I'll one out of one. Okay, uh, my story is when I was quite young, like eight years old and around that time, mm. I used to quite often sneak out into the back shed and smoke a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Whose pipe was it? My uh, <laughs> my my mum and dad had had like a dinner party, and uh, Ooh, yeah, very, very 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 posh. Sorry. <laughs> and one of the guests, I don't know who it was, my dad's friend had a pipe, and he left the pipe behind mm. with the tobacco, and it was like just on the mantelpiece for months and months. Oh, yeah. So that's how I had the pipe. And they never saw this fella again to give it back to him. Yeah, I. <laughs> don't know about that like oh. it, it was ne- it was as far as i can remember it was never returned to him oh yeah where is it now i don't know i don't know, don't know. probably in the shed so what did you put in the pipe <laughs> there was like tobacco with it like some i don't know i can't remember what it was like golden virginia type oh like in a pouch oh, in a pouch. so it is a, a pipe and a pouch and yeah. combo you take them to the shed the pipe and the pouch yep uh, and they were on the mantelpiece in like what a living room, a family room. It was the yeah, it was the <laughs> it was like the the the, the second living room, the, the, <laughs> the drawing quarters. room. <laughs> no, we had it, yeah, it was like the, the kind of posh. It was like what well, it was like the posh living room oh, where we weren't really allowed. It was like for you know. Did your butler turn a blind eye? <laughs> 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 he used to pack the pipe for me. Yeah. Hey, our son, I don't <laughs> want you to be doing it wrong. Pull the hair on your chest. <laughs> uh, I'd say you're lying. Yeah, I'm lying. Yeah, yeah well done. You're doing the perfect liars. Um, I know you do a lot of other stuff. Mm. You mentioned before we were on air about travelling around Japan doing kind of... Well, tell us about it. (gasps) Right. Um, Well, uh, sort of like in the spring, the summer and the winter, um, I travel around Japan running courses um, for female high school students, um, empowerment programmes. So it's a week-long empowerment programme um, and we have facilitators, uh, students come over from like the top universities in America, Australia, and my hometown, Cambridge. Oh, mm-hmm. um, and they facilitate smaller groups. So I'll have a, um, a class of, say, 40, 30 to 40 girls. And then they'll be in little groups being facilitated by 
these students. Yeah. So it's, it's as I said before, I'm, I feel like a bit of an evangelist because I'm hyping up the crowd, getting them excited about uh, life in general. Um, it's all about mindset, um, believing in who you are. And at the end of the week, I mean, at the start of the week, they're sort of like, uh, my name is uh, Minami. And then at the end, they're like, I'm fucking Minami. <laughs> I own this shit. And it's amazing because they're just these little tiny buds that just blossom. Into so is it to what, uh, like mostly girls only schools or is it, do you do? Um, there are, I did one mixed program right. in Kumamoto last year. And boys need it as much as girls. Oh, so the boys can actually join in. Yeah, it, it's a mixed class. Right. Um, but that that they're private schools, yeah, and yeah. that school was particularly small. Right. Um, so that was my only mixed one, mm. and it was it was super fun. And boys do need it too. When you're working with these girls on these courses, mm. what like what's a key thing you do with them? What's like a an activity or a? Um, so I I do some storytelling stuff with them. Um, Every single day we have presentations of some description, uh, be it individual or group presentations. Um, And I find that storytelling, A, gives them structure without them knowing, and B, also makes them get rid of everything they think they should be doing and allows them to bring their imagination into it. And it's like giving them permission to to be who they are. And a big uh, key word in all my courses is choice. You have a choice. You're responsible for your own learning. So if you don't know something, ask. And choice. I'll offer them choices throughout throughout the day. Blows their mind yeah. at first. Mm. They don't know what to do. And then at the end, they're like, I don't want to do that. I want to do this. And so you've got these girls, what, 15, 16 year olds, and they're just making choices based on what they want to do yeah. instead of what they're being told to do right, yeah. by the authority. Which is unique for them. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Reminds me, I sometimes have a choice from my wife. She, uh-huh. she wants, she said, all back. <laughs> oh, God. See, why does he have to do that? <laughs> she, she said to me, this is where we were uh, a couple of years ago, she wanted to buy a new rug. She said, I've chosen the rug, but you can choose the colour. Do you, you want to... Was it a Merkin? <laughs> no, you're going there. <laughs> How am I the only one trying to keep this clean? Sorry. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's very welcome. Um, hey. <laughs> um, so, and I, and I was, she said, I've chosen the, the style, but I want you to choose the colour. It's green or purple. And I said, purple, love purple. Purple's my favourite colour. Guess what colour rug we have? Green. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Well, she gave you a choice to make you feel empowered, but then um, she also took the choice from you. She just wanted to let you know that you could. You mentioned before there uh, about the improv. Yeah. So I know you're heavily involved in that too. Super heavily involved. Yeah. Tell us more. Oh, that was... Yeah. I love your very open questions, (laughs) aren't they? They're like, I can't be bothered to think of a specific question. Open questions and open shirt as well. (laughs) It's getting lower and lower, Sam. Feeling a bit hot after all your uh, sexy comments before. (laughs) Yeah. Well, your wife's murking is on your chest. (laughs) Oh, God. I have to tell her to avoid episode whatever this will be. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Sorry, Mrs. O'Toole. Uh, right, yeah, so improv. Uh, I've been doing improv for <clears throat> crumbs. Uh, six years, I think. Racked up 
probably about 3,000 hours of practice. How did you get into it originally? Uh, I was teaching at a university and I was fed up hanging around with um, the teachers. So I looked on Meetup and I saw an improv workshop uh, on a Wednesday night and I thought, oh, I'll give that a go. So I started doing it and I was like, hmm, like this. After about a year... I I was chomping at the bit to do more, yeah, do something. I'm I'm full on type thing. So I auditioned for the Pirates. That's uh, the Pirates of Tokyo Bay. Yeah. So we had Mike Stafford, the director. Yeah. So he was a guest on here a few months back, a couple of yeah. months back. Yeah. Uh, we got auditions tonight, actually. Oh, right. Yeah, excited. Sam, have you decided you're uh, not going to have to? Uh, yeah, no. Mike, <laughs> that did, Mike, said he Mike did never, say to ever, me that. <laughs> <laughs> Mike did say he'd love for me to audition, but he couldn't guarantee a spot. <laughs> That's what we say to everyone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you'd pass the bus test as that, well. Yes, yes, yes the yeah. famous bus yes. test. <laughs> yeah, so I, I auditioned for the Pirates and um, just. That was another two hours of improv a week. And then I was performing on stage as well. Then whenever I went to London, I'd seek out courses in London. Uh, it, it just became this, this bug of uh, improving the art, my art form. Yeah. With the, particularly the short form uh, improv which are the games that kind of you're enjoying most um i love justification games when you say justification mm. games what is what what are they um oh. so for example we have a game where we'd have two audience members on stage and we would tap one of them on the shoulder and they would give us a word mid-sentence and we would have to justify their word into our story and still keep the scene moving. Oh, I see. So it's like an extra challenge. Yeah, yeah. So, for example, I said, oh, I've had such a hard day at work. When I arrived at work, I opened my desk drawer and saw... A chicken. I just touched John on the shoulder and he said, a chicken. (laughs) And I knew as soon as I saw that chicken, that was it. I knew that somebody was fucking around with me. (laughs) And it was probably... Uh, Candice in booth number four. So I went over to Candice and I looked in her desk drawer and put... A jellyfish. A jellyfish in her drawer. Okay. I mean, this is obviously top class (laughs) storytelling. I thought that your part was excellent. I I was really not impressed with John. You're just jealous because you wanted to be, yeah, don't you? You wanted to be touched. Do you know what? I really thought I was going to get the uh, second Second, touch. Uh, (laughs) And I would have said something much better than jellyfish. (laughs) What would you have said? I'm not telling you. (laughs) Too late. Do you want me to touch you? Yes, please. (laughs) Um, Above the table, please. On the merkin. Right, thanks to Christian Brew for coming and meeting me and Sam on another rainy day in uh, Tokyo in a karaoke box. So if you'd like to find out any more information about the Perfect Liars Club, please just go to perfectliarsclub.com. And now time for a word from this episode's sponsor. Howdy y'all, Bob here from Bob's English, the most well-known English language school in the Tokyo area. Once again, this year we are holding our annual summer camp. Kids can go fishing, hiking, and playing, all while speaking English. 
Last year, we had the lowest number of injuries and accidents yet. Safety is our priority. And the kids will learn loads of English, as their education is the most important thing. And of course, they will have fun. Nothing is more important to us than the kids having fun and coming home in one piece, speaking English. More details at our website. And remember, at Bob's English, you can learn to speak English proper. Yo, Johnny McPhee and Samuel T, two Prince took a shit over a cup of tea. Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please. But there's something else cooking in the kitchen. Could someone answer the burning question? Time for the burning question. Uh, John, what was this episode's burning question? It was, what's the weirdest or strangest thing you've ever experienced on public transport? Yeah, uh, we had some in. I got one on email from Andrew in Australia. He said that one time he was sitting on public transport and the man across from him sneezed into his hand. And <laughs> Andrew says he noticed that the man had cupped this Snot. snot in his hand and he said he was interested in how long the man would be holding it for yeah. and the, he said 20 to 25 minutes later he got off the train but the man was still there oh. with the snot cupped in his hand that's awful <laughs> what about you uh well it's japan isn't it i've seen lots uh i once saw a guy i think well i mean he, he was obviously mentally disabled but he just decided to run up and down the carriage screaming as loud as he could and the actual panic that that ensued was unbelievable because the train was full of like junior high school kids who just come back off a trip so the whole carriage was just full of people's suitcases and when he started running up and down he was like clambering over him and then people started screaming and like falling over and all getting crushed and stuff and i was uh caused a little bit of mayhem yeah it was crazy uh highly entertaining but crazy also, I remember I was sat watching, uh, I was sat on the train after a night out in Tokyo. It was like early in, on a Sunday morning and two Western guys got on. They were British, I could tell by their accents. And one of them stood there and he couldn't get a seat. So he said to his mate, watch this. And he just started screaming as loud as he could. And so all the people kind of got up and ran off the carriage and then he proceeded to sat down. Oh, God. <laughs> Doesn't well, do any favor. Doesn't do us any favors, do they? He then <laughs> later, actually later on, he uh, he then climbed up onto the the actual bag racks and started pulling himself along and doing the uh, Terminator kind of music, like do 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 do, much to his mate's amusement. Uh, oh, well, I mean, to be honest, I find it quite funny as well. But uh, <laughs> Brits abroad, Brits abroad, <laughs> yeah. probably have to teach some kids if only they knew. <laughs> if only they knew. If only the parents knew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about for you? Uh, yeah, I've uh, I've got the train a lot in Japan. Uh, train, you know, <laughs> everybody catches the train. Yeah, it's a very uh, well. It's a good system. Uh, I was on the train once, and a pigeon flew onto the train, oh. and the pigeon was flying up and down the carriage, and it was causing mayhem. There was like kids on the floor screaming, <laughs> including me, <laughs> hiding behind stuff. And the as the pigeon was flying up and down, suddenly. A salaryman, a businessman, stood up, and as it went past him, he got his umbrella and just went 
<laughs> he killed the pigeon and then the train stopped and then the doors opened and he literally just kicked the pigeon off the train. Oh. All that was missing was for him to say, hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't really sure when I saw it whether to applaud or call the police. Yeah, that's, uh, well, it's just another nutter walking around with an umbrella. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wonder if he imagined it as a lightsaber or a kendo sword. <laughs> Time for some stand-up comedy. This episode features Momotaro Takamori, a Japanese comedian based in Osaka. He often performs with the Raw Comedy Group down there. Uh, he's really funny. You're going to like this. Okay. Uh, let me introduce myself. Uh, my name is Momotaro, and it has a meaning. Momo means peach, and Taro is a common boy's name in Japan. So basically, that means peach boy. <laughs> You know, calling a Japanese guy Peach Boy is like calling a British guy Peach Boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my real name. <laughs> so don't have to ask first You know, foreigners have a hard time pronouncing my name, so they call me Momo. Uh, but my ex fiance called me Mo. Because she was a lazy Australian bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I have a day job and uh, I'm a a college professor. And uh, to be a college professor, you need a PhD. And I have one. (laughs) <laughs> so to you, Dr. Peach Boy. <laughs> so you, you guys are basically living here, right? No tourists. No. Any tourists in the room tonight? Okay. Uh, hi. Hi. Uh, welcome to Japan. I. Uh, I don't like tourists. Because <laughs> you know why? Because you guys ask questions that we, the locals, cannot answer. Um, I was in a restaurant recently, and uh, uh, there was this group of uh, white people. <laughs> anyway, they asked me to explain what's written on the menu, so I did. Um, one of them asked, what's this? So I said, fish. <laughs> Another one goes, what fish? <laughs> so I told him, that's yellowtail amberjack. You know, not many Japanese people can say that in English. each other and one of them goes what's a yellow to amberjack (laughs) it's a fish (laughs) I already answered your question (laughs) you're all fucking (laughs) like 
I was like, okay, well, you want to know more about the yellow to amberjack? Fine. The yellow to amberjack, scientifically classified as S. Lalandi species, is a large fish found in the Southern Ocean. <laughs> as for this particular fish, it has this amazing story. You must hear this. <laughs> you know, the day this fish was born, his father passed away. <laughs> there were predators trying to attack the family, but his father fought bravely to save everyone, which he did, uh, but he sacrificed his life. Now his mother raised him all by herself. <laughs> No one helped her. <laughs> and he grew up. And he became sushi. You're a fucking fish. Momotaro Takamori there. If you want to find out more about where he performs regularly, you can go to the ROR.com, which is the Osaka comedy group Raw. Mm, it's been a good show. Yeah, great. I just so leave... it started off quite boring, didn't it, talking about the weather? Yeah, I'm sorry about that, listener. <laughs> Listeners. <laughs> uh, that just leaves me to say one more time, thanks to Christiane Brew uh, for having an interview with us. Also, Perfect Liars Tokyo has a Facebook group, so if you're in Tokyo, you can check that there. All of her other things, uh, including the improv, other stand-up, and her Lotus Consulting, all the links to that can be found at our website, johnandsaminjapan.com and thanks again to Momo Takamori for uh, providing the stand-up yeah so if you want to get in contact with us find out anything about them you can go to johnandsaminjapan.com that's right yep and I think we, well, we're going to set up next episode's burning question yeah what is it going to be uh, well what's the best or worst present you've ever given or received oh yeah I have never given a bad present I have never no I've Sometimes not given a present. Yeah, you didn't give me one this <laughs> Yeah, I thought you didn't get me a birthday present this year, did you? Yeah, better than a bad one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I actually tell a lie, I've probably given lots of bad birthday presents. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get out of here. <laughs> so, catch you later. Well, we'll do it properly. Yeah, okay. Well, actually, no, give us five stars on iTunes. We'll put more effort in next time, we promise. <laughs> well, that's, that's all from us, so... Catch, catch you later. John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast.